This podcast should not be considered as medical or legal advice. If you are looking for such advice, then do contact a professional. But please find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the common collective, as well as why the common collective resists new information. Fabiola. Hey, Leo. Well, we are back for another episode of the Collective Resistance Podcast, and this is actually the season eight finale. So... We are ending on the 81st episode because we did an extra episode over the holidays there with that Christmas uh, show that we did. Bonus. But uh, yeah, this is, we, we just completed our, our, our 10 episode round and uh, we had some, we had some really good ones mm-hmm. in there. Uh, and then we had a few just from us kind of waxing philosophical about uh, topics in the news. Yeah. Uh, and we've got another interview here to round out season eight for you guys. Uh, Fabi, uh, has brought on a friend of ours and a, uh, uh, I mean, I don't even know how you would describe her. She's just like a... Uh, a vitality lifestyle expert. Yeah, but I mean, she's just like a renaissance woman. She you know is. what I mean? She just kind of does whatever she wants to do. She lives a pretty magical life. Yeah, yeah. Very very uh, interesting woman. So I think you guys are really going to like that interview. Uh, anything else going on of note uh, that we want to just mention before we, we, we kind of get into the interview as far as where we're going with future seasons or anything. I know that, um, uh, in the upcoming season, uh, we're, we're going to talk, uh, politics a little bit national mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, uh local, mm-hmm. uh, grassroots we, local. Yeah. We've got a guest coming on, uh, to talk about, uh, his participation in the, uh, uh, local election here where where we're at and uh, how that kind of uh, went awry mm-hmm. <laughs> to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd like to um, talk a little bit more about crypto, especially what's going on in the financial system. Um, you know, I, I, I think there is some educational stuff we can do, not recommendations on necessarily what you should be investing in, but just some educational stuff around crypto so people can get more familiar. I know that there are a lot of voices out there. We don't have a stake in whether you do or not. So, you know, it's always good to get advice uh, more from people that aren't going to make money from you. <laughs> yes. And we'll be talking about health, you know. Yeah. We're going to be doing a lot more health. Conversation and sharing, you know, tips tricks and tips on how to make this world, you know, what we want to see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I mean, we won't make you wait anymore because it is a great interview. And so uh, we'll bring on our guest right now. All right. We are joined today with our guest, Karen Adkins. I'm going to do a quick intro for Karen before we get into the interview. So uh, stay or hang tight for that. Uh, So Karen Adkins is a unique vitality lifestyle expert, singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur. She specializes in helping people ignite their self-healing abilities and uncover their latent potential for optimum energy and fulfillment through transformational tools like Body Talk, 
Qigong, music, and other self-healing practices. Karen has been featured on TED Talks and Good Morning America and has attracted students and fans from around the world with her award-winning videos and healing music. Karen, welcome to the Collective Resistance Podcast. We're happy to have you. Thanks. So happy to be here with you guys. So, Fabi, where do you want to kick off today well, on the I interview? Always- I always love to know, okay, so you you live a pretty magical life, and that's kind of how we met and how we found each other. I've taken some classes from you. I think what you do is just so, has enhanced my life so much. I wanted to share with our listeners and viewers. But first, we always ask our guests for you to tell us about your journey. How did you go from normal human being or normal woman to superwoman (laughs) healer and all the great things that you do oh let's see um well (laughs) i don't know where i should start with that one but um i have a lot of problems and i guess that's what happens to a lot of people um is they end up uh, looking for solutions to their problems and so i think that's kind of where i where i started is that my i had a lot of physical health problems as a young person, a teenager in my early 20s, and a lot of emotional challenges. Um, And I was really, you know, I think that at a very young age, I knew that something was really wrong with how things were, Um, but I didn't, I didn't, I could, you know, I think like most of us, it wasn't that easy to put all the pieces together. So it's like, I could feel them, I could sense certain things. but I was still kind of run by the programmed world that we live in. Um, and so I think I started to have things started to break down like in my body. Um, and uh, like in my early twenties, I was a rock musician um, <laughs> in New York city uh, and, um, and, and doing some touring and, and that kind of stuff. And it was really, really high pressure uh, to the point where um, you know, and, and also very, very focused on like the image of the person, right? I mean, performance is just like that. And even though like I would have told you, maybe probably my, my fans would have said, oh no, you know, she's so real. Like she's, <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. Like whenever you're doing any kind of performance in any way, it's almost impossible, at least at the stage that I was at in my life back then, um, and not knowing, you know, some of the things that I recognize now, it, it, I, it, I was, I felt like I was going to lose my soul if I, if I kept going. And so I had, I was just torn and I had a lot of, um, health issues that I tried to solve through nutrition and massage and all kinds of things. I was doing all these different things to try to make myself feel better. And also like just this angst, like just, just, that's me (laughs) yeah so so I I wanted some answers and um actually what originally happened is I went to this um this massage therapist and I was going to see her once a week because my body was just wrecked you know it's like playing the guitar and I was practicing all the time you know my life consisted of like you know 80 percent uh playing the guitar 10 percent doing stuff around music and then the rest of the time sleeping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my dream. <laughs> so, so I was going to see this woman for, you know, all these physical pains that I had, whatever. And at one point she said, I can't see you anymore because you are 
not really helping yourself. You keep repeating the same patterns every week. You come back and I have to do the same thing. And it's like, you know, I didn't, I, you never even came. And I don't feel good about that. And I don't want it, you'd be paying me um, to basically keep you where you're at. So, so she, fired um, she fired you. you. She fired me. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, she didn't totally fire me. She said, here's a number of um, an Alexander Technique teacher. Um, you need to learn how to work with your body better and get in your body and be more at ease in your body. And so she said, you know, you can keep coming to me, but only if you actually do some stuff for yourself, which I was one of the best things that anyone ever did for me was to really just force me to take care of myself. Give you an ultimatum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that was great. And so I started working with her, with this other, the teacher, the Alexander teacher, and that just opened me up to all, all kinds of different um, things in the alternative health field. And, um, and then I, it's kind of a longer, you know, version of the story that I won't get into, but, but basically, um, that started it Then I opened up some other channels and then I got involved with this kind of spiritual school that opened up a lot of other doors for me and also made me really see the nature of, you know, to a certain degree, how we're programmed in this world. And that basically launched me into um, really, really taking a look at, you know, what I was doing with my music, what I was doing with my life, what I was doing with my health and all these things. And I quit playing music. Whoa. <laughs> um, and I just like completely cut it off. And uh, actually the people who were most upset about that, I mean, I don't know about people, who were, my fans, but my parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so really? Upset. Oh, to this day, they're very musically day. driven, or they just thought that was they where your where your music. juice was. <laughs> they love my music, and uh, and they they to this day they're like, ah, how can we not do more music? You know? And then they're really excited that I'm actually playing more music now. So anyway, but um, so I, I quit playing music, and and I started working as a gardener. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, actually, first I started. I went into the internet field for a few years. And then, um, and so I had like burnout number one, which was my music career. And then I went into the internet field and I, I ended up, I started out doing like some like tech support. And then I ended up in this big sales position, totally burnt myself out again. <laughs> and then I quit that and I, I started working as a, as a gardener. See, that's, um, that's where I'm trapped, Karen. I, I'm in that world still. I needed you to pull me out when so you got So am out. I. <laughs> right. You know, I'm ready. I started in tech support too. I just could <laughs> yeah, never get out of it. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, um, and so, I mean, it was amazing because, you know, but funnily enough, I, my big, big sales, uh, thing was selling the first, uh, uh, website for XM satellite radio. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah. It's like a $2 million website. Which back then was pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. And, um, but I quit before I got paid. Oh, no! oh <laughs> That's boo. how I was. I was Whoa. like, I go. Yeah. So, and then I started just like mowing lawns and, um, <laughs> were you like barefoot grounding yourself? And... Bagging I, I trees. Barefoot. I wasn't really barefoot, but I was hugging the trees when, when my boss was Cause my boss was really a jerk. And this is, so this is what happened. So I ended up doing this, this landscaping job and, um, I would, you know, I'm a pretty small frame woman and this guy was like, I don't care, you know, you're mowing these lawns, you're blowing these leaves, you know, you're doing whatever, because I was really a grounds person, you know, I wasn't even really an official gardener. You know? <laughs> okay. 
yeah, I couldn't even be that, you know, it's like, <laughs> and, uh, but, but I did take a landscape design course. So I was like planning on going into horticulture and landscape design. And so I, I had this job and I needed to, I, I wanted, I needed to keep it because I needed a recommendation for school. And this guy just kept getting more and more demanding and ridiculous and just blowing up at everything. And, um, and so, and then one day I was mowing this lawn up a really, really steep hill. Um, so I had like, it was 40 acres of property and wow. 10 acres were, were lawn. And uh, I was responsible for like eight of them. Oh my God. So, <laughs> you have that on your resume. Awesome. Responsible for eight know, acres right? of a 10 acre lot. Some of the things I've done. But, and, and then of course, like I didn't tell my mom because she's like, we sent you this amazing college and you're, doing, and you're mowing lot. You know, it's like, no. Yes. I, I can't relate. I can't relate. <laughs> I mean, one day I was actually like cleaning the bottom of the lawnmower and I thought I can never tell my mom. This. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I was mowing up this hill and, you know, he was a real stickler about your lines and getting down far enough and whatever. And this one day I hadn't worked and then I was working again and I saw that he had gone a little lower than I usually go. So I was like, oh shit, he probably thinks I need to do that. So, so I went lower and I started coming up and it was one of those walk behind lawnmowers yeah. <laughs> that when you go up a steep hill, you're hanging it on. Cycle. Yeah. Like it, like so it starts to like cycle back on me. I'm like, oh my god! And so in this split second, I'm thinking, if I let this thing roll, it's the Long Island Sound is at the bottom of the hill, which oh, is a wow. big body of water, right? <laughs> if that thing rolls down there and goes into the sound, he will literally kill me. <laughs> yeah, those are like twenty thousand so, dollar lawnmowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I maneuvered myself to get behind the lawnmower, and it smacked me on the ankle. Ooh. Didn't break, didn't even have any blood, but it was so badly bruised that I couldn't walk for like a month. Whoa. And so I took, I got off disability, I got on disability and I wasn't working. And then he was such a jerk about it. I finally just quit. And uh, I said, I'll figure it out. I'll, I don't know what I'm going to do. How will I ever find a job like this? (laughs) (laughs) And, and so, and then um, towards uh, about, Four weeks later, I had a friend who was, um, I had met on a vacation in Hawaii, and he um, he was coming to the East Coast to teach a healing system that he had learned called Body Talk. And he had told me about it because he was an acupuncturist, and when I called him to find out how his acupuncture practice was going, he's like, I'm not doing much acupuncture anymore because I found out if you ask the body if it always wants needles poked on it, it poked in, and it often says no. Wow. I like that. And, yeah. and, and so he started um, practicing the system and then very shortly after that teaching it um, because he was just loving it so much. And he was coming to the East Coast. I was living in New York and he was living in Hawaii, but he came to the East Coast and was teaching a class. And after the class, we got together and he did a session on me. And um, that was really an extremely profound experience because I still, throughout all this stuff, even though I had kind of calmed my body down and everything by doing, you know, by quitting all those high powered jobs and music and all that stuff, but I still had a really high stress level and, or at least a low, let's say a low stress threshold. So whenever my stress would increase, all the physical, you know, like stomach problems, back pain, all that stuff would come back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's got to be something going on. And so 
but I, I was doing a bunch of different modalities for that, including acupuncture from him. Um, and it was it definitely improved things. You know, I was working on my diet. I was doing all this stuff and it helped, but I still had that threshold. So when he started telling me about body talk, I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. And, um, and so I ended up getting a session and my ankle, which had been so badly bruised that it looked deformed and I was worried that it was never going to come back to its normalness again. Um, it, it, it just started feeling so much better that when I came, went home, it was like, we spent two days together because he came, my parents had a house outside the city and we stayed there together. He did the session. I think he actually did two sessions on me. And then I was skipping home. Oh, wow. Wow. And I also felt like this buzz in my body. Like I, I, I've never really experienced something like that before. And now, now we just call it the body talk buzz in the world, you know, the body talk. But there, I was just like something shifted, something lifted and shifted for me, you know, physically and emotionally that I was like, what is this stuff? <laughs> you know? And, um, and I also felt like I was breathing for the first time in my life because he did a little technique on me that helps to open up this joint that's in our skull that rocks while we breathe. And it allows the breath to be full and the brain to like see all the issues going on with the body and it helps the hormones because it works on the, the uh, pituitary gland which sits, in, sits inside that bone or the joint. Well, actually in the bone, the sphenoid bone, which is connected to this joint. So anyway, I was just like really blown away and I ended up, um, you know, later on, like a couple months later, I flew out to California to learn it. And that was a big transition for me. Um, learning body talk um, really opened me up to to a whole new world. I mean, I had been receiving a lot of alternative uh, healing stuff, but I hadn't really been doing it. And um, and I just basically realized, you know what? I, I can heal my own body. I mean, that and that was really the thing that he um, was talking about when he gave me that first session um, was, you know, we have a self-healing ability. Our body's actually, in, in fact, I'm not even, even healing my body. My body is actually healing itself, mm -hmm. which is even more empowering, mm -hmm. right? Because um, we're not doing anything, even to ourselves. And so once I started realizing that, I thought, okay, you know, this is just really opening me up. And so I ended up becoming a, a certified practitioner. And then a couple of years later, I started teaching and then I opened up a healing center. And then I learned all these other healing modalities over the years that kind of, you know, mostly because I was like, I was getting all these amazing results with body talk and I couldn't figure out like, well, I don't even know how the body works. So let me just see, and maybe I can add all these things and combine them. And if I have more knowledge, maybe they'll come up when I do body talk. Cause we, in body talk, we're really asking for the priority, what's going on to help the person's body communicate with itself so that it can heal. So did you, you built that practice in uh, New York or did you? In New York. You did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And so in New York it was, and then I opened up a healing center there and, and I did that for a few years until I burnt myself out again. <laughs> you seem like you have a knack for that. Yeah. You know? And so what happened was I, um, I had this big, you know, center, and then I started teaching. I even went to Brazil to teach. Oh, um, my gosh. Did you really? What did they call that in Brazil? I was curious. It's body talk. Yeah. It's just I mean, body talk. Fala yeah. corpo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but, but it was great because I felt, I mean, I kind of speak a little Spanish, mm -hmm. and um, I, was, I was speaking a fair amount of Spanish at the time that I was teaching. And um, so by the time I finished the class, because my friend was translating, 
I could understand almost everything everybody was saying, but I couldn't respond. Yeah. Wow. It's so long. I can't. That was a while ago. Yeah. But anyway, so I, but I was just flying all over the world, teaching classes and then, and then coming back and having my center in New York. And it was just way too much for me. And I, and then I ended up, um, working with someone and we had a big falling out and that just, again, catapulted me into, I got to just like put the brakes on. And so I actually closed and Oh, but actually right before that, um, so I, I realized that I was depleted and this nice um, Chinese Qigong master walked into my center, started teaching classes um, in, in Qigong and Tai Chi. And I took one of his workshops um, while I was sort of kind of falling apart, basically. And I had so little energy, I could barely keep my eyes open for the, his class. But by the end of the class, that weekend, I started feeling this like tingling sensation in my body that I can't even, I, you know, it's like, I've never experienced anything like that. It was like, something is moving, mm-hmm. you know, something is really moving. And, um, and I started learning about the, the vital life force and, and, and something called primordial chi. And that just, I just realized, wow, you know what? I have not been, I have been depleting my life force and I haven't been building it back up. And that is just definitely a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, as, cause I know we've had, uh, I think a similar experience, but I mean, a lot of people that are listening, you know, maybe thinking, okay, I've got to get into one thing. But I mean, I think you're kind of telling the story that, you know, maybe at different times or depending on what's wrong. I mean, there, there are these different modalities that can really help you. You don't, you don't necessarily want to put all your ba- eggs in one basket. I definitely feel that it's never about one thing. Right. Um, however, if you don't have, there's a couple of things that you have to have. And, and it doesn't matter what modality you use or you don't even have to use modality. But if you don't have these things, you're not going to go very far. And one of them is life force energy, right? Mm-hmm. Primordial chi. Yes, let's if talk about have, what that is. <laughs> yeah. So basic life force energy. We are all born with a certain amount of this basic life force energy. And there's something behind that too, which is our self-healing ability, which I'll talk about too. But, but let's just talk about that because... We are born into a world that teaches us not how to build on that. It's like, you look at it like a, a trust fund, okay. a little bank okay. account, okay? So you have a rich great uncle and he leaves you a chunk of cash, mm-hmm. right? You don't get two rich great uh, uh, uncles to leave you a chunk of cash, right? Because you have one and he leaves you a certain amount of cash and that's what you got. Okay. You could increase it by investing wisely or you could waste it yeah just spend from it it right like you see what happens with people who like win the lottery and they have no experience with financial management and it's all gone and then they're like worse off than they were to start yeah yeah you know and so so we have this vital energy that is that is that we inherit actually from our parents whoa okay then i'm in trouble (laughs) well yeah so we don't all this is a one weird thing we don't all have the same amount at the at birth because, which we're not really born that way, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, <laughs> okay. let's just say, Episode two, okay. No. Exactly. Part two, part two. <laughs> so, so we enter into the world and we have a certain amount of this vital life force, our primordial chi. And if our parents 
where either they had depleted their own chi or they are they were like a little bit older in years or they and they hadn't built their life force right so mm-hmm. or they had lots of kids before us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it takes your kidney so this primordial chi is stored in the kidney so we can also call it kidney chi okay and so if their kidney chi um it takes some kidney chi to actually have a child okay so oh okay if they have 10 kids, they're going to have less kidney chi at the, for the last kid. Okay. Okay. So not so having 10 kids. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, it also takes some kidney chi from both parents, not just the mother. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you, um, so once when you're born and you have a certain amount, especially if you had any of these factors where maybe your parents weren't that well or, you know, these other things you really want to take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But either way, so it's this like this bank account and you want to learn how to invest it, but we're literally taught the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Spend, spend, spend. We're literally taught how do you waste your energy as fast as possible and then you die. Oh. And we don't die. All right, well, let, let's let's solve this problem. I, I need to know. Okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, how do we invest it wisely? Because <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> Well, one thing is in terms of investing wisely is how do we not deplete it, right? Right. Because we're, we're, so we're taught how to do things in excess. We're taught how to um, not really listen to our body, right? And that that's the nice thing is like, I did have that component when I was, after I learned body talk, because that really taught me how to listen to the body. And, mm-hmm. and so I already knew that. And that's what I was saying. I was doing everything right. You know, I had a really good diet and all these things, but still I depleted myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this, we can do this. A lot of people, I mean, I see a lot of like, I never consider myself a healer, but you know, people, a lot of people do, and they call themselves a healer and they're quote unquote healing people. And you, you look into their eyes and they look ill. They got you know, nothing. Like, yeah. Right. And, and a lot of that is a lot of times because people sometimes get into healing they want to heal themselves, and sometimes they do to a certain degree, but it's uh, they often are using other people as kind of like a mirror, and they end up going out and trying to help other people, and they don't always help themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like it's like me. I, I make breakfast for the kids every morning, and I you know I scramble the eggs, I fry the bacon. By the time I give it to them, I'm like I don't want anything. I don't want to eat. So then I don't feed the body. You know, I'm like, I, I've provided for them. I've done my job. Now just give me this cup of adrenaline coffee <laughs> and move on with the day. <laughs> yeah, let's change that right away. You got your answer right there. You don't even need me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the thing. So, so learning to listen, right, to what's really going on instead of what we do is this emotional shut off that has to do with these programs and these belief systems that we have. Like, I have to take care of somebody else first. You know, I mean, this, I did a, a, a program one time for on a, a birthing, like a pregnancy program. And it was all about how the, the mother can take care of herself during pregnancy. And that does wonders for the child. And, and actually, the, one of my students um, ended up transcribing um, all this stuff for the course and doing a bunch of stuff for it. And she and, and we, we went through from preconception to postpartum. And so she listened to these things so many times and she ended up getting pregnant. So she right? had it. She had it all. <laughs> and she literally had her baby. And she was also studying Qigong for me. She literally had her baby in the sack. Like his, uh, his her water never broke. 
Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had yeah, yeah, we had which is, which is rare. Like that. Yeah. It's yeah, rare. Yeah. 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 So and this kid is like Buddha baby. They call him Bodhi. And he's like Buddha. Um, but anyway, so so there's so we need to learn, you know, what the things are that we're doing because we're we're really taught, to, you know, stay up late, do these things, and 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 abuse ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when we're encouraged, society encourages that, you know, and and even if we're and if we're not encouraged, you know, let's say we don't buy into alcohol and drugs and and all that kind of sex and all that kind of stuff, but then we end up going online and now you know everybody's addicted to their phones and mm-hmm. their computers and and the technological world, which doesn't have to be a bad world, but is it the world that you're choosing? Right. right? And and it depletes your energy because also like the EMF from the screens and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's all depleting the emotional depletion of social media. All that stuff, which is not it, social. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very unsocial. I know. I feel much more social after I dropped social media for years ago. I was like, "Wow, this feels great." You know, like what was that other thing? I don't know what that was, but yeah, it wasn't social. Yeah. So, so, so we. So first is to kind of see the things. Like, do we listen to our body in terms of like whether we're hydrating ourselves properly? Like you were just saying, Leo. Like in the morning, if you're not, if you're just drinking coffee and you're not even drinking water then obviously you I said I said Karen what do you think's in coffee it's water come on <laughs> no but I want to take I just went to the doctor because I'm having oh. a challenge and and I told him about all the coffee I drink and the the it was the nurse practitioner that saw me and you could tell you're in a small town cuz uh, he's like well man I really love coffee too he goes you don't have to stop drinking he's like just drink some water with it and I'm like <laughs> It's got water in it for crying out loud! It, it, like my body knows there's two separate cups. I don't know, I don't, but but no, I, I I need. I, I told him I go. I think I'm just going to stop drinking the coffee. <laughs> if you can, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. I remember. So, um, before I met you, I watched the video of you talking about energy and moving energy, and maybe you're talking about the primordial tea. I don't know if it was your TED talk or if it was something on your channel. Yeah. But you were basically saying, I mean, we if we don't build this up, we can't really live the life that we were meant to live. So can we talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yes. So because you, we, we need everything that we need to do or be in this world requires energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That everything. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thinking, even sleeping <laughs> requires energy. <laughs> really? But definitely, you know, working, walking, talking, digesting, you know, relating, every single thing that we do requires energy. So you can imagine that the more energy you have, the richer all these experiences are going to be and the healthier you can be. Because like, for example, the Chinese don't believe in illness. They believe in qi blockage. Okay. So that's moving energy. And by the way, what's really interesting is that we have, we all actually have more energy than we think we do. Okay. And a lot of times it's locked up in the body. Oh. And that so- makes sense. That makes sense. Because when I was in your class, after lunch, I was really tired. And then we got up and you just did that thing with your hands. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go along with it. But man... What we do? We did that what for two minutes, and I'm like, "Holy moly, I'm awake!" 
Yeah. So it was basically just probably stored somewhere and we just unlocked. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And so the thing is, so we think we have no energy and it's, you know, I mean, to some degree we can deplete it, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it is locked up in the fascia of the body. Okay. And, and a lot of that has to also do with the emotion. So there's, so there's, there's different things involved, but the main thing is that if we want to have energy, it's got to flow. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if it's stuck and stagnant, then we can't do anything with it. Okay. Right. But it is still potential energy. So as soon as we start moving the body in specific ways that start to unlock that energy, then it starts moving around. And then all of a sudden our brain is thinking more clearly, you know, we're sleeping better because we're not trying to solve a bunch of stuff. You know, a lot of the times when our mind is going and our mind is super crazy and overactive, it's because the body is restless because of the stuck energy. So as soon as we can start to move that stuck energy and let it flow in the way that it should, then the body calms down and then the mind calms down. So a lot of people say, no, I I can't meditate because they think, oh, you know, all I need to do is meditate. Well, meditation, that's a whole nother story. It can be helpful, but not always, depending on how you do it and what's going on and and whether even meditation is right for you. Okay, it could not be right for you. I have done tons of meditation in my in my life, and I've had some really great experiences with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you, I don't meditate anymore. Whoa, that's okay. That's that crazy. Doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean that I don't stop and slow down and and be still at times, and that I don't pay attention to things and my body and all that stuff. But I do not sit and close my eyes. And you know, ohm. <laughs> right. I don't ohm anymore. Okay. And I'm not saying that nobody should. Okay. okay. I'm okay. not saying nobody should. But for me, it doesn't, that doesn't, that's not what works for me to get me into my optimal state. Okay. But I mean, it absolutely could for somebody else. It really depends on every individual. And that's the other thing. We aren't encouraged in our society to really know what's right for us. Right. Right. right? So we have to learn how to listen. So it keeps going back to the same things. If we're full of belief systems of programs and stuff like that, then we're not going to really, we're only going to be listening to those programs and we're not going to be listening to the true voice inside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Our Mm -hmm. true self-healing ability, our true innate wisdom. And if we don't have enough energy, then we can't focus enough. We will not be focused enough to be able to hear or listen, you know, to what's going on either. So it comes down to those two factors. We need energy and we need to uh, at least start to become aware of these patterns and these programs that are running us, start to see them and then start to like kind of stop, okay? If we see them, we don't have to like actively try to change it because that's not always the easiest thing to do, but we can start to acknowledge them and then there's different tools that we can use. Body talk is one of them mm-hmm. and Qigong is actually one of them too. There's mm-hmm. other types of techniques and tools that we can use to start to make those observations. And those are some of the things like I teach in different programs and I'm not necessarily, I don't have all the answers for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I've helped a lot of people move through some of these things because I've been through them myself and you know, I've, I've found some ways to really make my life work. Yeah. So, so can we put this in perspective um, of the last three years we've had, A lot of trauma, trauma, traumatic events. We've had 
a lot of fear, right? There were a lot of programs that were broadcasted very broadcasted strongly, you know, with a lot of emotion, not just from mainstream, but from our peers, from the people around us in our towns, in our jobs. And then we had extreme division, we had illness. And I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about, you know, the lung illness, I'm talking about mental, you know, physical, emotional, mental. um, What are your thoughts on this current state that we're in, as it relates to um, you know, these programs you have running and how it impedes our energy to flow, as you're talking about. It impedes us uh, being in our bodies to listen. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are I your actually, thoughts? I think that, I mean, to a certain extent, um, what has gone on the last few years, you can, in a way, there's parts of it that are extremely positive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that it's positive to have you know, people have illnesses and struggles and all that. However, we all know that many of those experiences and also witnessing other people go through that have woken a lot of people up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you go through something like that, like all the struggles that I had, they woke me up, mm-hmm. right? Because if I hadn't had all that debilitating pain, I probably would have just kept going along with whatever thing, you know, society was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Be a rock so, star. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't even know me. I wouldn't even talk to you. I'm I know. Like, I'm just this cool guitar. You, you wouldn't even have been up yet, because you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember back in the day when I was playing music. This is really funny. I had a friend who was like, she was a Buddhist, and she was trying to get me into like her Buddhist practice or whatever, which I actually did for a little while. But anyway, I remember she called me at like nine in the morning, and I was like, "Who calls anyone?" <laughs> I'm not oh, even up. Hey. <laughs> totally. Um, and I'm kind of an early bird in general, but once you start playing music and your gigs, are, it started at 10 o'clock. Right, know? right. No, I Although that was it. one of the things that didn't work for me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> because, because I, I did, once I started getting healthy, I was still playing music for a while. And so I was there eating like my beet and avocado salad and they're like going to the, you they're, know. they're doing shots you know <laughs> yeah, they're the, and like a burger and whatever and I was like, oh, okay. but anyway where were we <laughs> now so we were talking about the so, programs yeah yeah so so i would have been you know maybe uh still doing some of that if i hadn't had those experiences so uh, to some degree the things that we've gone through and you know sometimes we need a shock right mm-hmm. to i mean i don't think we need a shock Ultimately, we don't need one, but a lot. Oftentimes, that's all that it, you know. It's, it's Sometimes we can take advantage of one I mean, that, that is. is present. That, I think that's part of the program too, right? We go through the educational system, and then all of a sudden, you have your test, and then yeah. it's something you're not interested in, but you might fail, and your parents are going to be mad, and your teacher's going to shame you, and your friends are going to think you're stupid. So, you know, you better like use that. Motivation uh, as motivation, right? So you will stay up and yeah. study for your test. So I told you. Yeah, yeah. So I sorry of my life. <laughs> yeah, right. Just but to some degree, you know, it's been positive. Um, and I think people can heal from, you know, a lot of the things that went on. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 they you know if they take these situations as something to to learn from, I mean. Uh, and and also, I think one thing that uh, 
has become much more obvious is the lies that we've been told. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that even even my mom, <laughs> you know, who 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 doesn't, you know, she she's pretty mainstream. My family are pretty mainstream on most levels. They watch the CNN. Mainstream. She's mi- CNN, CNN, oh, yeah. CNN. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have but the same in Brazil. Mom, yeah, yeah. Even my mom's like, these masks don't work. You know, and she, she, she's literally going on about how, uh, you know, when, when I went to visit them um, in October, you know, we're at this store and she's literally like pointing at this woman behind her. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she's whispering like really loud. And now, now you're like, oh, oh, I, I can't be seen with this woman. <laughs> uh, you know, and then like somebody walks in with like a mask and a face shield, and she's like, <laughs> you know, don't so, they so, know? And she's like, I don't believe anything the CDC says. So like, I think it has you woken woke her up. Degree, you know, and she may not be embracing, you know, uh, all the things that that we know to be true, but. But but she's starting to question, and I think that that is what has happened, is is for a lot of people they started to question everything. Now, one thing that I want to say um, that that could be a detriment is people start to question, right? And so then they say they, they start to realize they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what a lot of people have done, I've watched happen, is they take, they say, okay, well, this is a lie. And then they hear one person say their version of what actually might be the truth. Mm-hmm. And then they latch onto that. Yeah. And gain and then, a function. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> anything, you know, or even, even, even like a conspiracy theory or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, even though we know, okay, this is BS, but maybe this other story is also a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and then what happens is then they, you know, then they're like, Oh my God, we're going to die because of the vaccine instead of we're going to die because of something else or, you know, whatever it might be. It's like, it's like an addiction to the drama. Yeah. And, and, or it's just more programming, Yeah, you know, because I think that there's so many different ways that, you know, let's say the, the, the forces that are, that have been. Ooh, I like where this conversation is going. I know this is right? sounding a little um, conspiratorial to me. I'm gonna... right. Want us to, you know, believe stories because, like you said, the drama—they want our emotion and they want into our bodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. through our minds. Because you're right. With that drama is is a ton of emotion, and yeah. and and what are you doing with it? You know, you're not you're not building yourself up. You know. Exactly. So if you're just taking it and like, you know, take, stuffing a bunch of tin cans in a bunker and saying, I'm just going to survive this Armageddon, you know, like you're not, that's really not going to do much good. Yeah. Okay. But, but a lot of people went that way or, you know, different variations on a theme where there was a lot of fear that came up, not necessarily because of the mainstream story, but because of some of the alternative stories. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those stories aren't necessarily true, but what's the basis underneath all that? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the basis underneath all that is we can live in a world that we choose. We are already free. We are already autonomous, sovereign beings who can choose what we want mm-hmm. and how we want to live and who we want to be around and how we want to interact with one another. And so I think what happened, you know, in the last few years is it's brought a lot of people to the point where it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do about this? Yeah. Right. Am I going to wait for them to show up at my door and jab me? 
Right. So we, we have to, and, and also that it can't really be done alone because a lot of people were kind of on their own and realizing that we are not meant to be sitting in a cave by ourselves. Right. You know, even though that's what my Qigong master would say. <laughs> well, and I, and I think to a, a large extent, you know, we went through a lot of that phase with this podcast, you know, where we wanted to start talking about solutions and how do we, how do we rise above a lot of this, this drama? Because there's always going to be that. And the state that you reside in when you live in these bubbles of unknown, you know, we can't prove any of this out. We, we can't figure this out. It's just potentials, but there are a million other potentials as well. And we can try to build up that energy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when you're going to tell me exactly what I need to do to, to build because because I think I'm down to my last ten bucks. Okay. <laughs> that bank account. Well, that's the thing. Well, one thing is that it's not up to me to tell you what to do. Okay. Okay. And, I, I knew and, you were going to say that, by the way. <laughs> right, because because we do have along with this with the self healing ability and an innate wisdom is the is the knowledge and the let's call them internal instructions that we come here with mm -hmm. and we know it all already. And so I think what I was kind of also saying is a lot of what happened the last few years is a lot of those things have been uh, kind of shaken loose to the point where we can start to see them more. Okay. And, and we have more opportunities and, and also there's a frequency going on on the planet that is, that is supporting that. Okay. Right. And so, and so on a positive note, my feeling is that we can't go wrong at this point. Amazing. I like we it. We are already heading into a world where love is, that's the prime everything, right? It takes primacy over everything. Yeah. We, we are those beings and we are starting to recognize them. And I think it's going to start to speed up more and more over the next few years mm -hmm. where we, we start to recognize that. I mean, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in people that I'm around, you know, even, even people who I think are kind of asleep, I'm starting to see even think some in them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm realizing like there's a frequency change. And, and I think that with the, there are, has been an exit and there will be an exit of a lot of people um, on the planet. But I think the majority, not all, but the majority of those people are going to be the compliant people. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and so you gotta more... be compliant to be a good person. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. As that, as that energy exits, they're taking with them that, uh, that sleepy energy. Right. And so, and so then if you're talking about the scales, you know, and it, and it doesn't take a lot of people to be awake and aware of things. And I use the word awake, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's like, an overplayed word. I know, I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. <laughs> it's been awake and out of bed. We just learned that from, oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. So a lot of people are awake, but very few people have gotten out of bed. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I'm just saying that, you know, as compared to someone who's just like going along with what the suggestions are yeah. right? and instead of really thinking for themselves, like maybe this isn't the best for me or my family or my community or whatever. Right. So the, the, that, that energy is leaving and it's going to happen in a lot of different ways. And some of it is unfortunately going to happen by people dropping their body. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we have to acknowledge that, you know, and not, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to happen and it's already been 
happening. I mean, yeah. and I yeah. think that there's actually been an attempt to not admit how many people have actually left in the last few no, years. No, I would agree with that. Totally. But so the good news is what the, the frequency that's going to be left is going to be stronger and stronger because the more that that frequency leaves, it's, it's not here. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the scales are going to be balanced. And I think the weight of somebody who, who is making these choices that are based on their own inner instructions and not listening to just whatever they're being told to do and, and the fear of not doing what they're being told to do, the more the, the, the more that those people exist, that, that's a, it's a heavier weight, mm-hmm. right? It's, it, it, it's a little bit more meaningful, at least because once the, when somebody like that takes an action, it has many, many, you know, multiple uh, myriad a ripple A ripple effect, ripple isn't effect. that? So what is then the difference? So we're talking about vibration and higher frequency in this plane now. But we're also talking about the primordial energy that we come with. Mm-hmm. Are they, can they like work together or can we harness some of this higher frequency? How does that work? Yeah. I mean, in my personal experience, um, when I have done things to, um, you know, body talk is something that really helps drop a lot of these programs and a lot of the patterns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the Qigong has helped me to build my life force, um, which makes it easier for me to, I don't know, do all the things that, that like take the actions that like when I feel, when I feel something rising up from inside, it's like, Oh bam, I can just do that because I have the energy. Right. Uh-huh. There's no hesitation. Right. Uh-huh. And so, and so it's the two things do work together so that when so as this, the frequency changes, I'm more in tune with it because I'm also more in tune with the frequencies in my body. Mm-hmm. So I can feel, I, I have a stronger connection with nature, mm-hmm. you know, because it's my nature. Like my, our bodies are a part of nature. Mm-hmm. We are a part of nature. So the more in tune we are and the, and the body is flowing mm-hmm. and then it calms everything down and makes us more in tune with what's actually happening in our environment. So we can take advantage of these energies. So that's, in my experience, that's kind of how it's worked in a large, to a large extent is that because I've done these previous things, maybe I was in a certain position where it was easier for me to kind of see like green light. Cause honestly, in, when I saw things going awry in 2020, I was like, finally, <laughs> I mean, because I have known for years how effed up things were here. Yes. And I'm like, what we can, we can't just sit here like automaton robots, just continuing through, like something's got to shift. So I actually saw it as like, okay, it's, we're on. It's It's going down now. Let's do it. (laughs) And so, so like a financial crash, all this stuff, these things have been planned for years. (laughs) So that didn't scare me at all. I was like, okay, all right, time to get serious and make sure like just on a practical level, there's certain things I might need. I moved the hell out of California you know, <laughs> yeah, what? what's going on in California, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so, so there were certain things that I actions that I took. And again, easy for me to see as soon as that happens, like, Oh, okay. And then I was able to follow that inner voice much more clearly, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then since then finding different, you know, a few different, um, 
individuals that have helped me to further refine that. You know, we've talked a lot about Dr. Jacqueline Hobbs and, yeah. and how. Yeah, we'll share. We'll share some. We'll share all these things in the show notes too, so people can get yeah. into those rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, oraclegirl.org. She's amazing, and um, and that has also like just amped up the signal that uh, my signal to such a degree. I, I there's no, I can't even begin to describe the benefits that I that I received from that. But again, like I was ready. It's like it resonated because I was like, oh, okay, I've already been thinking about these things for so long. And here's someone who's like putting another little twist, a few more explanations that I maybe didn't know, like the actual details. And you know, whether it's all, all the information is exactly the way it is, doesn't matter. But you know, for me, I was picking up on the frequency of it and it was like, yes, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and that, because that resonates with me. And so yeah. all of things that we resonate with we're going to be starting to draw be drawn to mm-hmm. and so so for me the things that I've done I feel that they've helped me like you were asking to to basically have the ability to receive them listen to be open to these things and and have the flow so that they come into my life at just the right moments and then I have the energy to take action and really embrace and move forward and do something with it mm-hmm. practically um, and productively in my life so living in the flow. And then you also had all the resources to make it happen too, right? You didn't have to like be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? Because yeah, you had the res- energetic resource to go yeah, for and that. And financial energy. resources also came from the energetic resources. Mm-hmm. Oh honestly. yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I think about the the flow state you're talking about and I, and, and I, I think I'm hearing the flow and I think I'm beating the flow over the head. <laughs> You know, I have like a bat and it's like a sea, a baby seal and I'm just beating it down <laughs> and I'm like, man, should I listen to that seal? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like maybe I should. Maybe it's telling me what, what I need to be doing. Yeah, because the, the flow that I experience does seem like things happen exactly at the right time and I don't need to hesitate. But at the same time, it feels like the past path of the river I'm going into doesn't really seem like it's the path I want to go at the same time it works out but I end up depleted Hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense (laughs) well I mean can you give an example yeah so like for example in my line of work there's so much opportunity uh financial opportunity and all these doors open but at the same time like I just can't feel excited about it. I'm like, yeah, I can do it, you know, but it's, I don't feel like I am making that wise of an investment of my life force of my kidney chi, you know? Yeah. Well, so maybe it's time to start reevaluating those things because, because just because there's a financial opportunity and it's coming to you doesn't mean that's like the flow that's coming from your personal instructions. Oh, it's a different kind of, yeah, there's a, there's a cost. Still. Yeah. There's yeah. Well, I mean, there can be, but so, I mean, in my experience, uh, you know, it, it, you have to, it's all about priorities, which is actually what body talk is about. So I learned a lot about prioritizing by, by listening to the body and seeing mm-hmm. like the body always, like you, you, you know, you just took the class. So, you know, sometimes it's something you never would have expected. Right. Right. Just, most like, of oh. the time. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time. I'm right? like, most- you know, my knee was hurting. I just wanted to work on yeah, right. And you want to go to the knee, but it's yeah. something else. And yeah. So, so what we think is a solution to our financial challenges 
may be bringing us more of the same if it's coming from those patterns. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm saying the programs you're talking about. Yeah, the programs and the patterns, some of them coming from the family, some of them are coming from the earth. That's another story. Um, okay. I, you know, I, we got to have a part two. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but so it's sometimes we, we have to uh, have the energy and the kind of uh, clarity to distinguish where these things are coming from. And we can practice, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I was going to say with you, Leo, is like, you, you and, and both of you guys, like you can practice with like, you know, simpler things that maybe aren't as, um, you know, going to have life or death. Impact. Right. Mm -hmm. Like so, I would and, still be able to feed my children. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, because here's what's going to happen, right? We know for a fact that the financial system is going down. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we can be as prepared as we want to be, mm -hmm. but the fact is that money is going to diminish and probably eventually go away. Maybe not entirely, but, the way that we exchange is completely changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And probably in the next three, four years, I mean, it's I can't gonna happen even, fast. Can't, yeah. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. I mean, I kind of can, but that's part of the thing is to say, what do I want the world to be like in mm -hmm. three, four years? Yeah. And then start living like that right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And that might feel risky. Mm hmm. But we cannot be continuing along the same guidelines that we have been living on because they're completely twisted and distorted and literally inverted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Inverted. That's so right. if we keep going with those same, and so we kind of have to practice a little to know, okay, well that, that feeling that I had led me down to this road. So maybe the next time you have that same feeling, you might stop for a minute, mm -hmm. count to five. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Say, what is, what do, what do I really want here? And and maybe even project a little into the future. Like where where could this lead me? And how much energy do I think it's going to take from me? And is this worth it? Because you know, there's a, there are, God, the amount of financial opportunities I've had in my life where I could have I could have been multi 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 millionaire many times over. Mm -hmm. And and. I didn't choose those options, but I choose other I chose other options that gave me enough, more than enough. But I didn't. It didn't deplete my life force, mm -hmm. right? So, and 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 then you can also look at different ways of exchanging, different ways of of working with people, um, and 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 also looking at what we need. Like we we started. Um, working on my greenhouse last year. And I, at the, when I first started, I was like, I can't live without avocados. I can't live without persimmons and I can't live without uh, lemons. Lemon. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well I can't really grow a persimmon in a greenhouse. So I'm going to have to try to figure out how to grow that outside. <laughs> and I started doing the lemons and the avocados inside. And, um, I, we actually are doing great with the lemons persimmons. We'll see. Um, <laughs> And avocados have been flowering and not fruiting yet, but we'll see. But over the process of, and then we went crazy and went like, oh God, Brussels sprouts. Like I love Brussels sprouts. I, last winter I ate them like almost every day. And, um, but then they have a lot of aphids and uh, they're not that easy to grow. And some of them didn't come and some, same thing with broccoli. So I was like, you know what, this year we're not going to do any brassicas. Can I live without brassicas? Yeah, I totally can. And by the way, there's a farm at, who comes goes to the farmer's market 
for six months, they have amazing broccoli. I don't need to grow that broccoli because for me, I don't, I'm, they've obviously figured it out. Their broccoli is delicious. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to grow the stuff that's easy mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm. Like we did bush beans, these yellow wax bush beans. They're so freaking good. I ate them almost every day for like two months and I wasn't sick of them. Wow. Pan fry them with some olive oil and they kind of get brown and they're so good. And you guys have to come over and try I was gonna, I've never heard yes, of those. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh We're coming God, to love our town. <laughs> because when I was, in, I was in France when I was a teenager and I stayed with this family for a week and they made this thing they called haricot gold. And it was these wax beans. And I loved them so much. And I kept thinking about them my whole life. And I literally <laughs> never had them again until last year. Wow. <laughs> And were they as and good as you remember? I remember. Oh, they were even better. Even better. Wow. 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 That's why I ate them for two months and not getting sick of it. You know. <laughs> so, so for me, it's like, how can we, how can we put the least amount of energy for the most amount of benefit? And which might mean maybe there's a few things that we won't get, but do we really need them? Yeah. Because then I realized, like, you know what? I could live without avocados. I could. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other things and it's like, do I really need them? Do I, could I, and, and this year I didn't even eat that many persimmons this winter. I could have mm-hmm. not, not for me. I mean, I would have bought them, but I was like, you know what? Actually, I like them. I love them in fact, but there's a lot of other things I love. Yeah. You know, pears and apples I'm growing right here. There's like 20 apple trees or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I go to Brazil. I love tons of things down there and I don't die when I don't get them up here. <laughs> You know, so it's like also just looking at like, what do we really need and what really nourishes us Mm -hmm. and what do we really want? And, you know, for me, it's connection with people. Mm -hmm. That's really number one. Mm -hmm. And being able to be creative. Maybe that's kind of tied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really need people. I love people. You know, Mm -hmm. I love my friends and the people in my community. I mean, they're just really important to me. And, 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 you know, playing music being creative, being creative in any kind of projects, mm-hmm. you know, and I really, really, really care about the earth. And so I'm, I'm learning all kinds of different ways that I can help people to manage their land better, their water supply, mm-hmm. their food, you know, mm-hmm. and, and contribute in that way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and it's like, you really don't need that much. Like, and I'm not saying to be frugal, mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not like, oh, well, what can I just avoid having? But it's like when you really like ask yourself what brings you joy and what, you know, you wake up in the morning, you get excited about stuff. Yeah. It's like just try doing those things Mm -hmm. and minimize the things that are totally stressing you out or find another way to change things up so that, you know, it's like I was talking to a, a, a local mom here the other day and she was just like, Oh my God, you know, my kids and they're in these different music programs and this program and that soccer and blah, 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 blah. And I just don't want to give that up, but I have no time for myself. And I have not, you know, and I'm just like, do you really need like your kids to, I mean, they don't need all those things. You could throw, take a soccer ball, throw it on outside and have them. Re- exactly. Be so <laughs> exactly. We don't, our kids, we don't do anything with them. <laughs> I mean, I, I was so happy as a kid with a freaking stick and a rock. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just, and so again, it's just how much are things depleting us? How much are they giving us energy? 
you know, do we wake up in the morning and be excited or do you just want to like, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, 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 so I really do want to come back though, like for, for the, 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 the energy bucket. So, yeah. and, and, and the voice. Now, when we talk about Qigong and we talk about body talk, I mean, I, I've had a little bit of experience with Fabi with body talk, but like Qigong, uh, I mean, Tai Chi, I mean, I always think about, you know, the guys in the park, you know, doing the, 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 I mean, is it, is it more of a, of a, of a mental exercise or is it, or is it more physical movement or, or Um, it's, it's both, but it's definitely physical, Okay, Um, but it doesn't, it's not very difficult. You know, I had an 80 year old, now she's 82 year old woman in my, to join my program two years ago and she's been doing it ever since. And she literally, I mean, she's so freaking adorable. I just can't even just say. And she's just like, I've never felt this vibrant, you know. And she, her boyfriend, her husband is 20 years younger than her. And he's like, wow. she's like, he's like struggling to keep up with me now. We're walking down the street, you know. <laughs> and she lives in New York City. And so it's, it's, it's the program that I put together that she was in is, is an 11 minute a day video. It's like you get an email and a video. And the email is like, it's good, you know, it's nice to kind of learn a little bit of information so that it helps you understand like why you're doing these things and, you know, different aspects of the body. And uh, there's a program contains like tons and tons and tons of just like very short, concise, easy to digest information. And then you get a video and, you know, the 90% of those videos are, are movement. Oh, okay. Some of them are other physical things, but they're movement. And so, but it only takes 11 minutes. Yeah day and so then it, it's i am getting so excited here <laughs> 11 well, well, minutes but, but, but i mean are, are these exercises the, these are about releasing from the fascia that's what we're kind of doing well, with them it's, so it's basically cultivating your chi by doing these different movements that help the energy flow they help to do what i was talking about about kind of they ring out the organs to pull the, the stuck chi they help to, you know, gather chi and and store it and, you know, direct it in different places throughout the body. Um, and but they're very very simple. Really, it's just revitalizing this life force that we all have because if we didn't have it, we literally would be dead. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When you run sense. out, it's like that that trust fund. The bank account closes. Your body dies. You literally <laughs> die without that vital force. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have it, but, but the good news is that we can, we can rebuild it. I mean, I was really low, really low. And I, and I feel like, you know, people now like my niece and nephew, they're 17 and I was playing tennis with them when I was in New York in October. And they're just like, I can't believe people your age. Like, How old do you think I am? (laughs) And I'm like running them around the court and it was me against the two of them, you know? And then my mom told me that now my nephew is starting to play tennis again because he was competitive. He's like competitive. Like if Aunt Karen's actually. (laughs) I can't let her show me up like that. So, so yeah. So it's really simple, simple things that we can do. And, you know, I mean, the Chinese martial arts and internal arts are thousands of years old. Yeah. You know, and so these guys really had some pretty amazing wisdom. Now, is this the only thing? And, and, you know, will we need this forever? I probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still find that it works in where we are right now. And it's a really great way to kind of jumpstart ourselves into revitalizing ourselves if we've been depleted, which most of us have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we just, that's what I'm saying. We, we it would take a, a, a really extreme, I mean, there's very, very few people that I could see in this world, if any, 
that just grew up kind of knowing automatically not to listen to any of the societal BS and and all that. And they're just like, I'm just completely vital and I don't even pay attention. Well, I, I was going to say that it's almost like you have to go through that beat down and awakening. You know what I mean? You, you, you just don't. I don't know. That it's or maybe just it's weird. not a phase, as you're saying. It's a phase we're going through in the in the planet where you as a consciousness have been like you gotta ha- have this healing crisis to really, I don't know, well, in a way motivate I yourself. Need, I don't think we need a healing crisis. Um, I do think we're going through a time that supports the moving away from that, mm-hmm. and I think that many of us didn't do it another way. Like it could have been avoided, okay. but it, so, I mean, like, I, I honestly feel that it is not necessary to go through, you know, that kind of like shipwrecked situation. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, cause a spiritual teacher years ago, he said, you know, that's pretty much once you're shipwrecked, that's a really great place to be. Cause you hit rock bottom. You only have one place to go unless you die. <laughs> yes. ah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's true. And then a lot of times you're more willing to, kind of trust and let go because it's like you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you're at that place, it's like, you know, and when, and when I really was at my low point, you know, I was, I was, I was depressed. I had, I had had a, just a major, major kind of falling out with someone and it really broke me. Um, and it broke up my community. I mean, it was really, really intense emotionally in addition to burning myself out with all the other stuff that I was doing. So I was at the bottom, you know, and, and I, and yet I also had other tools so that I could, I knew that I could move out of it. I mean, I, or at least I felt that I could and, uh, and just like starting to just slowly build that energy. I mean, you could feel it. It was, it was palpable, literally. I mean, you could feel things vibrating and I could feel, you know, just not being as tired and just, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So, so yeah, let's go I, on I this journey it's... then. Let's go on the journey. Okay. okay. Journey of what you, how you perceive the realm that we're in, right? You said that we come in with this bank account, this life force bank account, and then we go through life and our body has this amazing innate wisdom and abil- ability to heal. And then you get thrown into these, these systems and build this programs that you learn like you can only make it in this world if you work really hard and pe- people only recognize you if you're like doing a million things at the same time and but yet that's not where we're meant to be so how do you see this realm what is your idea of the realm and if we do come in alignment with our true nature our true purpose what could this world look like in this society? What could it look like? I know it's a big question, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of, a lot of yes. things. But let's just start with um, let's just say that the realm is like a simulation. Okay, 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 I like that. Okay, and so and through that simulation, we are being stimulated through the five senses. Okay, okay, which definitely are not what makes us up. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like if you're, you know, taking, doing a simulated video game, you you know, you've got like your headphones on and you're all your senses, you're smelling, you're tasting, you're touching, you're seeing inside the simulation. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's a graft or, you know, that's sort of like a projection onto what we really are, which is 
for lack of a better way of saying it, beings of light, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right? So we're these light beings, but if, then it's easy to, well, maybe not easy, but maybe there's the ability of some forces to project an image that makes us think that now what we see and experience through our senses in this body is who we are. Okay. But it's not. Okay. It's definitely not. And, um, and so because though, because of the simulation, once you start to realize it's a simulation, you can take the simulation package, <laughs> the goggles. <off. laughs> okay. Gotcha. And you can start to experience the backdrop behind all that, which is what we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, am I totally facile at that at this point? No, not necessarily, but, but there's a knowing inside of me that that's, you know, that's, that's the way things are, mm-hmm. you know, okay. that's how I feel. And, uh, and so, and, and I've, you know, I've had these different experiences that, point me to, yeah, it's definitely not like the way the simulation is. I know that for sure. And I've known that for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to develop these other senses, you know, to perceive things in different ways. Like I can perceive people's motives in a way that, and I can see, it's not like, um, I think, oh, that person's bad or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, you can just see, it's like not a judgment. It's just like, okay, you know, that's, they're looking for that. They're, they're, they're hiding something here. They're, you know, and, um, and even within myself, you know, it's just like things come up for me to kind of take a look at and go, what is that emotion from? Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? So mm-hmm. like the ability to observe. And so it, because we have that capability and it is a simulation, we can flip it. So if it, we're actually living in a simulation, that's an inversion of what reality really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can flip that. And one of the things that, and this is not a concept of mine, but I really love it. So I'd like to talk about this Jacqueline Hobbs that I was explaining. She talks about us being something called phase conjugate mirrors. Okay. So let's say you have, you you asked the question about the realm. So we're going there. Yes, please. Let's do it. Let's say you have, um, so in a regular mirror, it, a regular mirror, when you look into a mirror, it, it actually distorts the image that you're looking at. So if I my face looks in a mirror, I see a distorted image coming back. It's not a, an actual image. It's a distortion. A little bit different, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so if I take a distortion, like something that's not real, an image, and then I... And then I put it into a mirror. Now it's double distorted. So we're just going in a bad direction. Mm-hmm. But a phase conjugate mirror is just like, it's a phase. It's like a kind of a way of kind of a series of these mirrors that basically allow like almost like a, like an erasing of the, the distortion. The yeah so that it kind of like and it's like it's like the clearness it's like with purity it kind of cleans cleans the image okay and then we're able to project out from that that purity which is like pure love let's say okay Mm -hmm. so it's, it's using that purity to kind of clean the image and then we get to then put out what we want the world to be like okay 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 
So, and, and if we're able to do that, then we take in, so, and there's another concept that she talks about called neither accepting nor rejecting. And I, and I think that has a lot to do with this concept that I'm talking about. That's why I'm bringing it up because if we have, if we see something we don't like, okay, mm-hmm. which we've done plenty of that in the last few years, right? Yeah. We see something we don't like, and then there's, there's different tendencies. We can go, no, I'm fighting this. No, 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 no. Okay. But that actually is acknowledging and accepting the thing that we don't like. Because in order to reject it, you have to accept it. Yeah. So, or we can say, oh, yeah, 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 that's great. I'm going to just go along with that. Neither of those things are helpful. Mm-hmm. Fighting it or accepting it aren't helpful. But if we use this concept of the space conjugate mirror, now the image comes and we say, huh, we take it in and with our purity, we kind of like observe it and then kind of clear it up and say, eh, no. But that no is not, no, I'm going to fight this. It's just, no, that's not for me. Here's what I'd like to see. And then we start living what we want to see. And then we start interacting with others in that way. And that's how we build a community based in that purity as opposed to that distortion. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. In fact, I, I had just seen um, kind of the, the people that wrote the uh, What Really Makes You Ill book. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it David Lester? And Don, uh, Don Lester and David Parker. And, and uh, they apparently wrote another book before this book called The Nature of Reality. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, it was, wasn't met with nearly as much fanfare as this one was. But, but uh, they were talking about that, that, that when you, when you um, uh, stew in the, the constructs of, the, of, of what you don't like, then you you are bringing reality to those, whether they are real or not. And you have just as much control to create the reality that you want to see. So why are you putting so much effort into their realities and not yours? You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's how we can create this positive future that is, it's kind of coming anyway, but we can embrace it and we can model it for you know because if somebody's got to get out there and start living the way that we think the world should be yeah why not not make it us like why not just do it like who else are we waiting for because obviously if we just wait for we certainly aren't waiting for everyone and it's like what are we waiting for a certain amount of people like that certain amount of people is going to come by us doing those actions and it's they're not always like external actions sometimes it's internal just like you know, you have a connection with someone and it's not working for you and you just say, no, you know, like mm-hmm. this isn't working or you choose not to do something or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. or you choose to, yeah, you know, break your program. Like we used to do these exercises. I was in this really intense uh, spiritual school for like 10 years, 10 years, um, 10 years. <laughs> and we used to do some really crazy, you know, stuff to just break the program. Like we would, I mean, and, and some stuff wasn't crazy. It was like maybe simple things. Like if, you know, my teacher used to say, if you're, if you're late for work, go slower. <laughs> I'm going to do that in the morning. <laughs> you know? And so then all of a sudden you start, you slow down 
and you do this like really slow conscious movement and like amazing things happen. Wow. I mean, it's just instead of like, oh God, I'm late. Right, right, right. Because, and, 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 and you, sometimes you can even, I mean, time is something that is not fixed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can change those things. I mean, it's really interesting <laughs> yes. how those things can so happen. So let's go into the a few tips then. Like Sounds a good. few simple ones that, so this is, this is a great one. I'm going to implement that actually come Monday. <laughs> you can do it right after this call. <laughs> I'm going to like just roll in my bed and slower and get dressed. I mean, even just, yeah. Even just stopping for a minute, counting to five. Like if you get really upset about something, it's just like, I, I can't, you know, just one, two, three four, five. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just changes things. You you stop the whole influx of everything, you know, and just for those five seconds, you're not trying to solve your problem. You're putting it away. You're just being there right there while you're counting, just being present, take a breath and see what happens. Okay. Very simple. But I mean, there's some, yeah, now I'd say, I think one, there's a couple, there's like a really simple Qigong movement that I can show you. And you can even actually do it. You can do it sitting or standing. You know, it doesn't, so I'll do it sitting so I can show you, but the same thing, you have your feet. If you're standing, I'm going to do it. You have your feet parallel to the ground and your knees are just slightly bent. Okay. And then you bring your hands out like this, okay? And then, so your your finger, your hand, your thumbs, your hands are kind of pointing slightly out, not totally out like that, but just slightly out and in. And you're, you're making your, your arms kind of round, okay? Okay. And then if you inhale, and when you exhale, you're just gonna twist to one side, okay? And what this is doing, so your kidneys, right back here okay and here i'll show i'll show you so your kidneys are there and they're storing that life force so when you twist and you can you're kind of squeezing that chi out of the kidneys so you can kind of go one two three okay then you come back to the center and you just press down okay then you come up and you go to the other side one two and not only does it help your kidneys, but you probably feel it's helping your spine. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, moving a lot of energy. So, okay, coming up. And one, two, three. And down. And back the other way. Up. And one, two, three. And down. I mean, even just doing those few, right, you can already feel something shifted right it's like you feel yeah. no just feel... doing this i feel like doing this. i know <laughs> it's really yeah. calming hey now let me ask a silly question of the day we we have a child that that has one kidney does that mean that he would have less ability to store but it's yeah. bigger than it's a okay. bigger it's a bigger yeah. kidney but Psychic. he only has one right yeah. well i mean this would be qigong would be great for him okay oh, oh yeah Get him yeah. into your classes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're online. You know, you just yeah. press play. Yeah. Then, you know, so after you do the those three, uh, let's say you do it three times on each side. Is a okay. Good, a good 
Then you can take, so the center point of your hand right here, mm -hmm. okay, they call it the laugung point. That it's from there that we receive and we can send Ooh, energy. Okay. okay. And so if you turn that towards just below your navel, right? So here's my navel, like just about an inch or two below the navel. I'm going to be taking my hand. So the, it generally it's doesn't, it's not have to have to be this way, but generally women are going to put their right hand first, to, like closest to their body. Men are going to put their left hand first. And so you're going to make an X. So you have the center of this palm over the center of this palm. So you're not doing this. You're looking like that, right? Okay. And then that is going to press and you're not touching yet. And then you're going to press the chi down to that spot. So you're going to go inhale, exhale, compress, inhale, exhale, compress, inhale, exhale. And then you're going to circle. Now you can touch and you kind of really want to let it like soak in. Okay, and then you can go the other way. And then you can rub your palms together. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's like Miyagi and karate. Yes, Miyagi. Dry wash your face and your hair three times. And by the way, when you do some Qigong and then you do this with your hands and you put your hands on your face, anywhere you put your hands, now you're going to have qi. I feel so it. Helps, helps to keep wrinkles away. Oh. It helps to, if you have like, so if you have any part of your body that's like bothering you, you can use that qi to kind of rub. You want to rub your kidneys because they're working really hard for you all the time. Yes. Thank so you, you, kidneys. Yeah. Ooh. And I have kidney issues, so I got to get this down. <laughs> there yeah. you go. And yeah. it's so easy, right? So easy. And this is just, you know, I mean, of course, there's a slight range, but really there's not. I mean, if an 80-year-old woman can do every single exercise in the program, you know. Anybody can do it. Anybody can. Yeah. Right? I mean, I've had teenagers. I mean, I, I definitely taught my niece and nephew when they were little. Even like five and six. Oh, that is so sweet. Okay, so to be respectful of your time, those are great tips. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the projects they're working on. Uh, specifically, if you want, we can touch a little bit into the currency of care. I know you have a project that you're engaging the community around that. Yeah. Um, and also then we'll go to you telling us, you know, where can we find you and how can we support your work? Yeah, so... Um... What do you want me to talk about first? First, about your projects. Okay. Well, projects, I mean, one of the, well, okay, so the Currency of Care project that, that you're referring to is basically, it's, I don't know if it's a project, I guess you could call it a project, but I'm interested in exploring alternative ways of exchanging. Um, you know, we talked about it, we know, like, Banking system going away, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Money in the bank going away. And even, you know, I, I mean, of course, I know that there's all kinds of other, there's gold and silver and crypto and, you know, all these different things. And um, and 
I think there's also ways that we in our, especially our local communities, maybe even in other places, in other ways that we can be exchanging, not just like in a sense of barter because bartering is still commodity based. Okay. And what I'm talking about is moving away from commoditization and more of the expression that comes from like wanting to give, you know, and again, this concept of the currency of care, <coughs> excuse me, comes from Jacqueline Hobbs. So I didn't invent that phrase just to be clear, um, to give her the credit and, but I love it. So just like the other things that I love for her, I, I really jumped on that and went, this works, you know, like this just works for me. This is just totally, totally resonant. I want to implement this. So we got together with some people in our community to kind of put together like a, a, a survey first to to kind of poll the local community, like how, um, you know, what 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 ways can we work together? You know, because the idea is that the the currency of care is about things being freely given, which doesn't mean free. It means there's an exchange, but the exchange happens through the care for one another and then how we exchange is based on that and and obviously and it can be with somebody that you don't know because it's not it's i think is we need to realize that if we don't operate where everybody actually matters and that that your what you receive is just as important as what i'm receiving then we won't none of this will work mm -hmm. We're not going to go in the positive direction. That's not the positive future. The positive future is that, is recognizing that we need one another in a, in a positive way and that we want to care for one another and we want to make sure that all of our needs are being taken care of and more. Mm -hmm. And we can do that um, by, you know, just taking stock of like what we are excited about giving um, and also the things that we know we might need or want or whatever, and just start kind of playing with it. So really we're in an exploration of interdependence right now where it's like yeah. we've got a bunch of people that have filled out the survey and more people are excited to talk to you about that more later. Oh, awesome. And then we can start to say, okay, well, maybe we build a website where we can look at, you know, uh, okay, this person has a farm and they grow different kinds of food and this is something that they would, they, they would want to share. Um, but, it, and then this other person has these things that they do or that they have, or that they would share or donate or whatever. And so it's not just like, okay, I'm going to give you six eggs for, you know, 20 pieces of bacon. Broccoli. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Broccoli. Okay. It's, it's like, okay, I have this. And if you have an abundance and you can give it, you give it. And then, you know, you're offering something and then people come and you'd be, and I'm kind of amazed because I already did some experiments myself with some classes and other things that I'm doing and people really want to give, you know, if you're, if you're offering something and then, you know, of course I've had people say, well, I don't know, I don't have anything to give. And it's like, well, actually that's really probably not true. You can give, I mean, there's a lot of things you can give, even a smile, even encouragement, yeah. even your time to sit and listen to somebody yeah. is a huge, huge gift. You know, I have a friend who lives in California and she's like, if I want somebody to come to even help me, you know, with a, with a broken blind, I have to pay them if they want to come for 10 minutes because none of her friends have even enough energy and time to, they're like, oh, I'm too busy or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, um, and I don't, it doesn't have to be that way, you know, mm -hmm. and if we start like modeling it, like I said, then we really can see some amazing things. So that's, 
definitely something that I want to, you know, encourage other people to do. Once we get a little bit more down the road with it, we can share it with the larger community awesome. because I want to see everybody operating at least in this direction. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying right the first time, but we're going to try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what happens. You yeah. got to start somewhere. And then yeah. you do kind of have the idea of an interdependent community, right, in Lovertown, which I don't know if you meant oh. to build it this way, but. Well, I, I, mean, I think what we're doing here, you know, we are definitely, we're growing some food and we are nurturing the land in such a way mm -hmm. to, you know, to support, um, you know, the proper use of uh, uh, management of water. And, we, and I'm definitely studying and learning about the different ways that I can help people with, you know, their own um, like making rainwater gardens and, and ways to use rain as a primary source of water instead of aquifers, which we should they should be the final the last resort, mm -hmm. right? But instead, we totally flipped it again. This inverted reality where mm -hmm. like what's up is down and what's down is up. Like <laughs> what we should be doing is actually nurturing, a bit, you know, putting more in than we're taking out. But we're yeah. doing the absolute polar opposite. Mm -hmm. So um, we're we're definitely here to to model that here and then encourage other people to do the same and even maybe work on some projects with other people. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it could, doesn't really matter the size. In fact, right now it's, we're really thinking small because we're just learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, you know, there's a, a group of us and some people have a lot of experience with um, these types of things, but, you know, I'm studying intensively right now to really, um, to, increase my knowledge so that I can, you know, help other people in different ways, whether it's consulting with them or doing it with them or mm -hmm. pointing them some books or other things, other resources. So, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So then how can people find all this? How can they find you and, you know, maybe well, enroll for your, your online yeah, so song? The, yeah. So the, the program that I have online right now is called master your body IQ. And, um, it starts with the five day body IQ challenge. So if you go to bodyiqchallenge.com, I have actually put together, and again, this is another experiment. So I put together a minimum donation, which is, you know, much lower than what I was originally charging for the program. Mm -hmm. Um, so people can give whatever they wish to give. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a small, very small minimum that they could um, contribute. And, and then you can try out the program and see uh, what it's like. So it's a five-day challenge, and then there are 28-day modules, basically. Um, so, And there's many, many modules, but they can start with one and, and just you know try that and see if, uh, if it feels good. Okay. Um, and so that, that they can, you know, you can go to bodyiqchallenge.com and then you can learn more about, the, what, you know, what it's offered, the program, and here's some testimonials of people who've, who've been involved in the program. And um, yeah, I just definitely think it's a great way to start. I really have never, ever, ever had anybody regret taking that program. <laughs> yeah, <that's> great. <laughs> um, so, so I definitely would, you know, I think that that'd be great. And I, I periodically will um, be teaching some body talk courses uh, mm -hmm. locally. I don't really do that online at this mm -hmm. point. I feel like I just um, took her fundamentals and it was phenomenal, like really profound. Even, you know, just two weekends had some pretty profound experiences and unexpected. So I, I yeah. want to continue on that journey. Awesome. Yeah. So, so uh, it, my website is karenatkins.com and um, I will list the events, you know, if, uh, upcoming events. I will be teaching probably some live Qigong classes here in Sandpoint area. Um, 
And um, we're also going to be doing some movie nights uh, to show some documentaries um, about um, these water heroes, like people who are reviving rivers in India. Oh, and wow. Brad Lancaster, who did incredible things in Tucson, where it's like a total desert. And, you know, he, he has his whole entire property is of like 95% rainwater based. Um, and it's incredible what they've done. They've like revitalized the whole land there, the whole neighborhood. I mean, it, it's incredible. Very cool. Amazing. So yeah, so we'll be, we'll be doing some of that. So you can sign up for, um, my mailing list on my website and then we'll, we'll make announcements there. And then also just, you know, if you're local, you know, just, uh, come join up. and then That's, your music, uh, if people are interested. Oh in yeah. And yeah, music. my music. So I did go back to playing music after, um, after all of that, um, <laughs> when I started revitalizing my life force, mm -hmm. um, I, I had to, it was like all this energy, you know, and so I, I recorded a 12 song album after 10 years, uh, or 15 years actually of not playing music almost at all. Wow. This 12 song album just like burst out of me. Um, so is, is what you're playing now, would you consider it a different style? Is it not rock? Um, well, it was a little, the, the, Maybe. I mean, it's it's still kind of like melodic rock music. Okay. You know, I, I, I love 70s music. For some reason, that's my favorite mm -hmm. style of music. So uh, I, I my parents, you know, I grew up listening to them. That's what my parents listened yeah. to. And so and so I, I just love that music. So my music kind of sounds like that. And it kind of always has. Maybe it's a little more um, a little more like, uh, I don't know, the lyrics are probably a little more uplifting. Uh, OK. Teenager, but um, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe a little less angst ridden, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, and then I play a lot of guitar, but yeah, so you can actually karenatkins.com. You can find my music. There's also karenatkinsmusic.com where it's like just my music. Um, and you can get there from karenatkins.com anyway. And I also have, you know, I'm on YouTube and Spotify and all the things. Oh, we'll, um, we'll link all that stuff there yes, for you in the show notes, in the show notes. for sure. So, Amazing. Um, yeah. Love to. And I've been, you know, made a bunch of music videos. I love making music videos. Oh, wow. I've seen some of them. <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely, um, the, there's a lot of different kinds. Like you've seen one, you think you've seen them all and they're all really different. So if you like one, check and check more of them out because Amazing. You know, maybe you'll have as much, even tiny bit as much fun as we had making them. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day. I mean, do they even make music videos anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it seemed like, so it seemed like MTV doesn't play music videos anymore. I know, right? Yeah, MTV. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's crazy. crazy. I don't even understand that. But music videos are made. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I just make them for myself because, you know. It's yeah, that's fun. fun. Yeah, cr creativity. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being yeah, on thank you. and sharing your wisdom and all the amazing things you're doing. And if anybody wants to be part of it, I mean, we're definitely, I'm definitely already part of it. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be cool like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, and, and um, yeah, if, if there's anything that comes up, I, I love answering questions or, you know, whatever. So if there's something that you want to converse with me about, you can go to my website and, and just in the contact. Um, and uh, be happy to connect. And if I don't get back to you right, right away, it's probably, probably taking a workshop or out in the garden somewhere. And so, um, but I, eventually I will. Amazing. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Karen. So, really appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much. This thank really you fun. so much. Okay, bye. We'll see you for part two. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye. <laughs> All right. Another great interview. Always love hanging out with Karen. She's so chill. I and love the tips. Now we have tips. So if you're just listening, 
on the podcast, make sure you check the video so that you can follow along with the simple exercises that she was demonstrating so you can build your life force and do all the things that you want to do. Yeah, we'll put all those links in the show notes and uh, you guys can uh, find her at her website. She's, uh, I think it's a pretty, pretty nice website from what I remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then hopefully we'll have another interview from her, for her in, in, uh, in a forthcoming season here. Yes. So, all right, well then, uh, follow us on Telegram at the Collective Resistance Podcast. Uh, that conversation can get, uh, crazy over there at times, but it's a fun <laughs> place. Uh, we're also on Twitter at TCRP12 and, uh, we've got our Rumble channel, which just go to at the Collective Resistance Podcast on Rumble. You can follow us there, smash those like buttons and, uh, Fabby. What do you want to tell everybody? Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay curious.